0: Welcome to the Love Lab Podcast, a safe place to get real about sex. Whether you're a man, woman, single, or couple, this is the show for you.
1: We are your hosts, Kevin Anthony and Celine Remy, and we are here to guide you to go from good to amazing in the bedroom and beyond.
0: All right, welcome back to the Love Lab Podcast. This is episode 200.
1: Woohoo! Woo,
0: 200 episodes, and it's titled... How to make a woman squirt.
1: We wanted to uh, to come in and splash, right?
0: We wanted to make a splash for episode two hundred. You know, can we just take a moment to appreciate the fact that we have literally done two hundred episodes of this show? I never, you know, when I decided that I wanted to do a podcast, I, I just I never thought about 200 episodes. I think our original list was like maybe 25 topics, you know, we wrote well, it down. we
1: did commit to at least three years of podcasting. If we were starting, we were going to do it for at least three years. And
0: um, Yeah, but I, I don't think I realized just how many episodes three <laughs> years was, which really is is technically only, you know, what, about 160 episodes. So we're, we're well past that at this point. Yes. Um, so, yeah, I I have really enjoyed doing this show. I have the best co-host in the world. (laughs) Yay! And I love the the response that we've gotten to the show. So, so many people reaching out to us and really thanking us for the information that we share. So.
1: So today we wanted to address the mystical, elusive, squirting...
0: Yeah, so we've talked about this only a little bit on the show. Today we're going to do a whole episode on it uh, because it's something that has come up multiple times recently. So hey, let's address it. (laughs) There's still, you know, sometimes I shake my head and I go, it's 2022 and yet people still think that this is a myth. You know, and back in the day, there wasn't maybe a lot of research into it. And there still isn't a lot of research, but now there is research. There's like real scientific research, which we'll get into on this show about it. So it it, it still kind of amazes me that people are like, yeah, whatever, that doesn't happen.
1: Well, if there's only one thing you take from today's show is that it is possible and it is something that can happen, then that can happen to you, to your girlfriend, to your wife, to, you know every woman you know. Uh, It's just a matter of, you know, uh, knowing what's possible. And so if you subscribe to the myth that, oh, it doesn't happen, then that's probably the reality. But if you are starting to see that it is a possibility and we are going to give you some of the techniques and how to make it happen, then that can become your reality. But before we dive into this juicy ha-ha, unintended content, let's give a big shout out to our sponsors, Power and Mastery. So if you want to join the secret club of men who are great in bed, then check out Power and Mastery at powerandmastery.com. It is the most complete sexual mastery training for men. Whether you want to have harder erections, last longer, or increase your sexual skills, there is something for you at powerandmastery.com. So make sure that you go check it out. The link will be in the description below have wisepowerandmastery.com. You know it.
0: Okay, so let's start with the first question that comes up all the time. Does squirting, also known as female ejaculation, really exist? Is this really a thing or... Are women just having incontinence problems and,
1: <laughs> and peeing
0: when they have orgasms?
1: <laughs> or, or are they just like putting water in their vaginas and then like squirting this? Just kind of like a lot of things you see in porn. Okay, so made in porn up.
0: movies that does happen.
1: Yes, it does. And if the only um, experience to it is porn, then you are definitely misled. <laughs> so <laughs>
0: that's
1: right. actually, you know, it's it's very interesting. I think ultimately there's no money to be made in female ejaculation. There's no drugs that need to be created to, I don't know, make it happen or not happen, whatever. So nobody fully cares. That's probably why. And it took a really long time for people to even like give it a little bit of attention. And for the longest time, the scientists thought that, well, women who ejaculated were just experiencing, you know, incontinence, as Kevin said. But the research has disproved the idea and confirmed that, indeed, there is something called female ejaculation. So it was in 2014 that a study found... 2014? Come on, how long did we have to wait? (laughs) Anyway, that study found that the fluid accumulates in the bladder during arousal and leaves through the urethra during ejaculation. Seven women who reported experiencing female ejaculation during sex took part in the trial. Wow, a trial of seven uh, it's not women. A, not
0: a particularly large sample, but <laughs> I, I'll say this, you know, because normally you wouldn't quote a study that has seven people in it, right? Like, seven you, women? <laughs> you, you, you wouldn't. However, you know, we're not basing what we're going to tell you today just on the study of seven women because, <laughs> I mean, one, you personally experienced this female ejaculation, so you have your own experience, and two, you've worked with I don't know, hundreds, thousands, of women, couples, whatever, uh, with this, and so, and I've had, I've had multiple partners over the years that female ejaculated. So, we're basing this on more than just the seven people. But what was really interesting <laughs> about this small study was what they did was they had all these women urinate beforehand completely empty the bladders. Now, how do you know the bladder is empty? They did ultrasounds. They actually did ultrasounds on the bladders to check to see if they were indeed empty. And they were. Then they gave them a whole bunch of sexual stimulation.
1: They gave it to them or the women gave it to themselves? Well, you know, they don't
0: don't say how exactly they did that. Maybe the women brought a partner. I don't know. Maybe they used toys. I don't really know. (laughs) It's... uh, um, actually, it does say here the women then stimulated themselves. It sounds like it ejaculated. was self.
1: Exactly.
0: But but while they were doing that, the researchers continued to monitor them using the ultrasounds, And what they found was that uh, they started with an empty bladder, which began to fill during arousal. And then post-ejaculation, scans revealed that the participants' bladders were uh, empty again. So... In that particular case, they didn't say, and we'll we'll get into, they tested the fluid by the way also, so we'll get into that. But just this part of it is showing that if a woman urinates immediately before the sexual stimulation, that something else does build up in the bladder during the sexual stimulation part. And they confirmed that with ultrasounds. So
1: You know, something that's interesting is that some people say there's two different types of female ejaculate, where they say there's a squirting fluid and an ejaculate fluid. And at the same time, it kind of all comes from the same place. So you'll hear the terms interchangeably. Some people use it as the same thing. Some people making a big distinction. I honestly don't care. Uh, But here's what people do tend to say, just so we can get clear on things, that squirting fluid is a fluid that's usually colorless, odorless, and occurs in large quantities. So that would be kind of like what you expect if you think of squirting. Well, the ejaculate fluid is a little bit more uh, closer to semen and it's thicker and appears milky. You know what's interesting though in the Taoist's Um, perspective according to them there are three stages of arousal for women and that it is the there's a first state where there's just like a little bit of moisture that happens the second state where you have the uh, fluid which would be considered the squirting fluid and the third state which would kind of be considered the ejaculate fluid where it becomes this more milky thicker um, fluid and that's basically how the free gates have been opened and how you know that you've been uh, stimulated to a higher level and access deeper levels.
0: Yeah. You know, my take on it is kind of like this. And we're going to tell you because they they uh, did an analysis of the fluid and we'll explain a little bit more what's in it and, and all of that. But my take on it is kind of like this, you know, even a man's semen uh, varies. That's true. So let's say a man hasn't ejaculated in a long time. It's often going to be a little thicker, right? There's going to be a higher concentration of sperm and all that. And then, if he's ejaculating frequently, and the testes don't have enough time to produce mature sperm, and all that, it's going to come out a bit more liquidy. It also depends on your hydration levels. But the point is, is that that fluid can vary.
1: Age, Age, health,
0: all those things, stress.
1: I mean, all of these things play play a role.
0: And so, my theory is that you know, when people say that uh, you know, the fluid that comes out when a woman squirts. Uh, is different, I think it's basically the same thing. There, there's a bunch of factors in there that that determine how much, you know, uh, of certain things are in it versus other things are in it. And that can maybe where she's at in her cycle, how how uh, stimulate, how much stimulation there was, you know, how frequently she's been uh, squirting or ejaculating. I think there's a lot of factors in there that can control it. And you know, when you really think about it, if you really understand biology and how we develop as men or women, you realize that we start out the same. And then, because of our chromosomes, our XX or our XY, we start producing more of a certain type of hormone, and then that hormone Takes what's already there and then starts
1: shapes it and shapes it into
0: a male <laughs> <an> or, <edionality. laughs> or a female. Oh, well, but that's exactly the thing: is when when scientists really study it, there's so many similarities between our genitals. You just see they developed differently, yes. But you have the same parts that then develop differently. So why would that be any different here, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I think that's my my theory of what's happening. I don't think anybody's really studied it, but. Maybe you could tell people what they found when they analyzed.
1: Absolutely. So because, again, it's the big debate, you know, is it P, is it not P? You know, you will always find a little bit of uh, traces amounts of urine because again, it's the tubes and as a guy, you know, if you pee, you shake it, and then there's still something dripping. Well, it is the same, there will still be something sometimes in the in the tubes. But the analysis have shown that the fluids contain the prostatic acid phosphophatase and um, that's called PSA, and it's an enzyme that is present in male semen, also that helps with sperm mobility. And it's it's fascinating because we we have that as well. It also often contains. It's interesting you saying like fructose because I had read glucose, but whatever it is, it's a form of sugar. because fructose is is from fruit. I'm a little not, confused. Well, not
0: necessarily. It's not from fruit. It, it doesn't have an F because it's from fruit. It, it has an F because it's just a different kind of sugar. Of sugar. That, but That fruit happens to contain.
1: Some some form of sugar, right? Uh, because, And it's interesting because that also is present in the male semen because it acts as an energy source for the sperm Woohoo! because it's got to swim like so big right and so the expert believe that the psa the fructose in the fluids comes from the skene's gland um and the skene's glands are and we can talk more about these um they're also called the periurethral glands they have different names but they basically surrounding the urethra and um, they they also are called the garter's duck and female prostate. Isn't that
0: interesting that they've been sort of dubbed the female prostate when they're finding PSA yes. and fructose in the ejaculate?
1: Hmm. So let's just talk about where the skin's glands are and we'll talk a little bit more again about the, the anatomy in just a little bit. But they basically sit in the front, uh, inside the wall of the vagina, near the G-spot. So what's... What's fascinating is the G spot, the skin's gland, the urethra. It's kind of like all bundled up together. When you stimulate one, you probably stimulate the other. Like it's not really like, oh, there's a zone here and there's zone there and it's compartmentalized. It's pretty much, you know, there's nerve endings, there's um, all the different like little like fluids and connection. And so it's spongy tissues, erectile network. Once you start to stimulate it somewhere and there's swelling and engorgement happening, the other ones get. Gets stimulated as well.
0: Yeah, and I have another theory here <laughs> as to why some women, uh, female ejaculators squirt a lot more than others, or why it varies from time to time and potentially why the color and odor is different. So the skeins glands can uh, empty directly into the urethra. Yes. But if that doesn't come out, it can also go into the bladder. So what I think is probably happening here is that when you get a type of female uh, ejaculation that's thicker, it's coming directly from the skin's glands into the urethra and out. And I think when you get the really big, more watery types it's because it hasn't been released and it's been building up in the bladder and then the bladder just dumps it all at once. that That's my theory.
1: That's a great theory. And again, you know, we're speculating. Uh, in the end, it's kind of like, who cares, right? We just want to get there. <laughs> but we like to geek out on things. And I think the more you can understand something and again, demystify it, the easier it will be for you to get there and understand it. And You know, just also last but not least, after the ejaculate is expelled from the female prostate into the urethral canal, it can flow either out to the urethral opening. So this is why some people think like, hey, it's pee because it comes through your pee hole, right? If it comes from your vagina, it's not the same. Hey,
0: if you haven't noticed, the body likes to repurpose holes. In other words, (laughs) we don't really have any holes that are singularly purposed, right? Like... Multiple things come out of every hole.
1: <laughs> that's true. And so it either goes out through the urethra and the pee hole or it goes back into the bladder. And unless you release the bladder, like whenever you do, whether it's in bed or in the, bedroom, in the, in the bathroom, that's when it, will, um, it, it this, will expel.
0: So this is why I have that theory, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's either released directly into the uh, urethral canal or can flow into the bladder. And I think what happens sometimes is it flows into the bladder and then women will release it from there. But I also think another reason why a lot of women don't realize that they actually squirt is because they feel this pressure in the bladder. They feel this buildup of fluid. And then after sex is done, they go, oh, I have to go pee. And then they go in and they go ah, oh, when, when they're when they're in the bathroom, not realizing that, that, yeah, there might be some urine in there, but they're really le- releasing a big ejaculation. Exactly.
1: And it's just, you know, they haven't learned to separate or understand. They haven't taken the time to um, trust their bodies and, and different things. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. So I think it's important to understand the G-spot because it is part of that what makes it happen. However, I want to be clear that you don't need to have G-spot stimulation in order to have female ejaculation. You could have just a clitoral stimulation. Some women need clitoral and G-spot stimulation. Like there's not a one formula suits this is why we have, like, several several steps.
0: But there are some things that are more likely to do it exactly. than others.
1: Exactly. If you listened
0: to last week's show when we interviewed uh, Layla London, and she was talking about her sex bucket list, and she was communicating with a guy about checking off some of the things on her sex bucket list, and this guy said... Oh, yeah, I can make you female ejaculate. And she's like, I've never female ejaculated in my life. There is no way that you can make me do it on the first try. Like, in fact, she said that she even basically said yes to that bucket list item just because she was like, there's no way you can do it.
1: I want to prove him wrong. (laughs) Yeah, well... (laughs) And she was wrong.
0: (laughs) She was wrong. She female ejaculated on the first try. And she's like, how did you do that? How did did you make me do that? And I imagine... It's got to be an interesting thing for a woman because if you're a woman and you're like, no, I, I don't do that, right? And some, some man tells you that, oh, I can make you do it, and you're like, bullshit. <laughs> and then he makes you do it, and you must have this feeling of, I don't even know my body. What the hell is going on here? <laughs> for sure,
1: for sure. And like, oh. There must be a thing I don't know. I need to study some more.
0: That was one of the things she said, too. She's like, how does he know my body better than I do?
1: You yeah, know? that shouldn't be the case. And that
0: should not be the case.
1: So let's talk about the G-spot a little bit uh, because it is the star of the show. It's not really a spot. Let's be clear, right? Uh, it's more of an erotic zone. It's and an area. It's an area. Area 52. One.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well yeah it's about as elusive to most people as area 51
1: <laughs> <laughs> okay back on topic <laughs> it is filled with spongy tissues okay and the real name of the g-spot area is the urethral sponge that's you know, that that would be more specific of what it does and what it looks like. And that's but sponge has a head, has a body, it has a tail. And so there are several areas that can be awakened for our pleasure. And they shift during our um, level of arousal and the positions we're in, our cycle. So, like,
0: so typically, woman, once you figure out where it is, it moves.
1: It, it <laughs> does. It does.
0: I'm just teasing, ladies
1: but let's let's talk about this urethral sponge. It's basically, I want you to imagine that it's a tube that surrounds the tube of the urethra. I'm kind of imagining a toilet paper roll. And the cardboard in the middle is basically the the urethra. And the white part of paper would be the the urethral sponge.
0: That's a lovely visual you've created there. I
1: know, you'll (laughs) never look at toilet paper the same. (laughs) Now you know why there was a big toilet paper shortage. (laughs) (laughs) That's
0: right. Everybody was trying to practice their technique for making a woman squirt. (laughs) And then you can use the toilet paper to clean up afterwards.
1: Okay, so back to our tubes, inside the tubes, with the tubes anyway. It is located on the roof of the vagina. And for most women, it is not super deep inside. You can fill the urethral sponge by inserting about one or two, you know, like start with one, one or two, two fingers.
0: Yeah, one and a half to two exactly. knuckles
1: And you press towards a pubic bone, okay? So that's just to give you where to go. So the urethral sponge is aroused and swollen and full of ejaculate and you can easily feel it when that's that aroused through the vaginal wall and the common sensation that women will feel is an urge to pee is a burning sensation is very common as well as well as a build-up pressure that they're like I feel like I'm going to explode and again you have to understand that the urethral sponge surrounds the clitoral nerve so the two are very interconnected. If you want to go back to our episode on the truth about the clitoris, we dive in so deep into the real deep. Deep, <laughs> the real <laughs> shape of the clitoris, uh, how it has a head, how it has legs. I mean, so many things. So you understand that the clitoris innerves deep inside the vaginal walls. And so when you stimulate the urethral sponge, you're probably connecting to the clitoris. When you stimulate the clitoris, you're connecting to the urethral eryth- sponge sponge it kind of works like this and this is why oftentimes the clitoris i call it the fire stoker that's kind of what allows you to start to engorge and get the things going and as i stated earlier the skin's glands the g-spot the urethral sponge i mean it's, it's all that right um, they're all located roughly in the same area of the body so when you stimulate one you tend to stimulate all
0: yeah Of course. So, you know, that's basically... That's the anatomy behind it. That's the science behind it. So I think we've done a pretty good job so far of dispelling the myth that it doesn't exist. We have shown you some science, and there's more. I mean, you know, obviously... It's a limited show, right? Like we're not, And we're not going to bore you with, and the study done in 19 <laughs> blah, 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 I mean, right? Like we could find more stuff on it, even though there hasn't been a lot done. There has been some done. But we really just want to give you at least a little bit of background so that you could see that this is real, this is studied, there is science behind it, and now you understand the anatomy behind it too. Because a lot of times people can't wrap their minds around how this could be possible because they're like, it's coming out of the urethra that doesn't make sense. Well, that's because your understanding of the urethra is that it's only part of the bladder elimination system, not understanding how there are glands that can empty into that duct and all the other stuff that we just talked about. So, boom, okay, great. We got that out of the way. Now,
1: two last objections. How common is it? You know, it's estimated that between 10 to 50% of women uh, can uh, female ejaculate. I think it's a very conservative, I mean, experts and women in general, I think that anybody has the ability to squirt. They just need to learn how. Um, again, there's, can squirt, but not in every situation. And we can come back to that. And really, I think it's just knowing how to stimulate the things. It's understanding and not limiting yourself. Yeah.
0: Well, I need to reiterate a point here. <laughs> So, when they say it's estimated between 10 and 50 percent of those with female genitalia do ejaculate, that's how many do, not how many can.
1: Can. That's true.
0: All women can female ejaculate. Yes. All women can. Can it's just a matter of whether or not you have learned how to do it, and some women are like, I didn't have to learn, I just did it, right? Yes. Some women just naturally do it, and some women don't and have to learn it. And as I said earlier, with one of my theories is, I think a lot more women do it than they realize. Yes. Either it's a small amount that's coming out because it's going directly into the the urethral canal, and so they're not seeing this huge amount of stuff, so they don't realize they're doing it. Or they're waiting until post-sex, they're holding it in and they're waiting until afterwards and they're letting it out when they go pee, (laughs) in, in air quotes, if you're not watching the video. So all women can do it.
1: Now, if you have one more question, but why can't I make her squirt? Why can't I get my girl to squirt? Well, there are several reasons. She might not be comfortable enough with you. With the surrounding, safety is number one. We've talked about that a lot on the show. And maybe she's shy. Maybe she's never experienced that uh, squirting orgasm or sensation before. Um, And maybe you're trying to rush her or pressure her. So you got to take your time and reassure her.
0: I would say, yeah, all of those are absolutely reasons why uh, your girl may not be squirting. And if I had to really sort of boil it down to the two most common Issues. Number one, you're not giving her the right stimulation, <laughs> right? And and probably not long enough. Mm-hmm. Number two, she doesn't feel comfortable. A lot of women, when they feel that pressure, think that they have to pee, and so they will do everything in their power not to pee in the middle of sex.
1: Yes, yeah, like farting.
0: Right, exactly. You're like there's n-
1: squeezing the There's
0: jokes. no way I'm wet in the bed while I'm having sex with this guy, and it's our third date. Like they're like it's there's no way they're letting that happen, right? So, you know, and we'll talk about this when we get to the steps. But that whole idea of comfort and creating the space where it's okay for her to do that is really important. And then the stimulation. So, so we'll get to that. But I, I would say those are probably the two biggest reasons why.
1: Absolutely. So before we get into the steps, I think what we'll do is we'll get into the steps, the techniques, and if we have some time, I might tell you a bit more about how I learned, uh, but I think I want to give you the tools you need and we'll see where we're at. But before we get into that, we want to give you an invite to check out our website and go specifically to our online store. We have amazing products. We actually have a couple vendors that we recommend that sell squirting blankets and mats to protect your sheet if you are squirting a lot. And we've also hand-selected other stuff like biohacking devices for your sex life and supplements and courses, so many things. And anytime you purchase from our store, you're supporting the work that we do. We make a small commission. It keeps us going and delivering for you. So make sure you go check it out at CelineRemy.com forward slash products.
0: Yes. Yeah, so, you know, I just have to say, in addition to that, if if you're going to embark on this journey of squirting, you really need to go there. We have uh, Venus Matters, which makes really great mats. We own a couple of them. They're spectacular. Um, we also have, uh, I think, is it Bijou?
1: Or maybe the Yoni Palace, where they have... Oh, a, I
0: think it's Yoni, Yoni yeah, Pleasure Palace, have, yeah.
1: They have like blankets specifically for that, if you prefer that uh, that feel. So you've got a couple options. Yeah, you,
0: seriously, if this is of any interest to you whatsoever, you need to have one of these. And the great thing about these is you, you just can wash them and reuse them again as many times as you want. I had a partner years ago, many years ago. The first partner I ever had who was like a serious female ejaculator, like completely soak the bed female ejaculator. And at that time, this was quite a few years ago, we didn't have companies like, you know, Venus Matters and stuff. Um, She would bring these like little disposable pads, you know? Mm-hmm. And it worked like it did the job, but one, it wasn't that sexy. <laughs> it wasn't sexy in any way, shape, or form. And two, it's it's not environmentally friendly or sustainable really in any For way. Sure. It's just like it's like diapers, you know, this is a huge problem with in society is all these diapers. So um yeah, it's so much better to just have and plus they were small. Like you had to be really careful.
1: <laughs> That's Yeah. <him. laughs>
0: Well, you couldn't move around a lot, you know, because you might bend up off the pad. Whereas like, you know, the ones we have are giant. They cover most of the bed. You can go anywhere you want. You can roam around, move wherever you want and not worry.
1: Yeah. And we've had our uh, Venus mats for just nearly four years now. Mm -hmm. And it still... It still
0: works great. It does. And just so you know, we bought our first Venus mat before we knew... Uh, the company or the owner of the company. Before we had her on our show, we just somebody we had old ones that were not doing so well anymore. That company didn't exist, mm-hmm. and a friend of ours turned us on to Venus Mats, and we loved it so much that we started talking about it on the show. Yes, and then Venus reached out to us, and we ended up actually having her on the show. But anyway, that's just so you know, it's not like one giant commercial. Like this is just <laughs> stuff that we're like we we need this. We need to figure out a solution for this. We found one that re- worked well for us. And so we're just sharing it with you.
1: I believe we have a coupon for uh, Venus mats that should be Love Lab or Love Lab 15. So we'll make sure to check it out and add it into the description so you can use that. So let's get into the steps because I'm really stoked about talking about this. I wanted to mention that you brought an important point there, Kevin, when you were talking about you were with a woman who ejaculated so much and it, there is a variation. For some women, it's a little trickle. For some women, it's like glasses. And so there's not one that's better. (laughs) It just is different. I've also noticed for me that it depends on where I'm at in my cycle, again, how hydrated I am and many things like that. So so it will vary. So don't always expect it to be like bed soaking. Sometimes it's just a little bit or creates nice moisture um, in the vagina as well. Now, I think that when it comes to stimulation, you've got to think about your hands and fingers and uh, the, the kind of the star of the show. Uh, the next step will be your penis. But here's one of the things that I find sometimes is difficult with penetration. Depending on the woman's anatomy if you put pressure and therefore you're inserting a penis and there's pressure on her mom um, pubis and stuff, it could basically block the urethra, which makes it really hard for her to female ejaculate. And I think that depending on how you guys fit together, that might not be a possibility. Until I met Kevin, I wasn't able to have female ejaculation with penetration sex uh, because my other partners did not maybe fit the same way than you do. And I was only able to do it with some fingering stimulation or a dildo and then just to take things out. And that was a big thing. And that's something that people are not aware about because they're like, well, I stuff all these things in and then I'm hoping for things to come out. It's like, well, maybe you'd need to give her a little spacer and breather for things to come out and really relax. Um, that's an important part to understand.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. You know, the other tricky thing with uh, penetration and squirting is that, you know, one of the big things that, that you do is that stimulation to the G-spot, right? Yes. So for a man to stimulate the G-spot, that generally means that the head of his penis is rubbing somewhat vigorously on that area. And it it generally is so stimulating for men that they actually can't last long enough to get her to that ejaculation spot.
1: hmm
0: So if you're a man and you want to make her squirt with your penis and, you know, like, I mean, whatever, it doesn't matter, penis or fingers, whatever, (laughs) you know, being great with your hands is a great skill to have. And women will love that. But I always find that it's always a little bit better if I can accomplish the same things with my penis rather than just my fingers. That's just me. That's what I like. I enjoy being able to make a woman ejaculate with my penis But to do that, you're going to have to learn how to last long. If you don't know how to do that, we did an ad at the beginning of the show for PowerMastery.com. Please go check that out so that you can learn how to last long enough and give all the stimulation she needs to get there.
1: Yeah, I'll work directly with Kevin. That's right. He can get you there. That's right.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm not going to get you there, but I'm going to teach you how you can get there.
1: (laughs) Nice. Yeah.
0: (laughs) We we needed some more clarity on that statement. I appreciated
1: that. (laughs) Um, you need to remember when it comes to the stimulation that it's always better to start slow and gentle and then to build up with speed and pressure. I don't find that you need crazy amount of speed and pressure. I think that people have desensitized themselves and they've needed more, uh, but you can relearn to basically resensitize your vagina and your body that you don't need that much pressure because the more you need, like it's just it. I don't know, I think you shield yourself and you're like, you're not feeling anything, so you need more and more and more stimulation. It's like, when does it end?
0: Yeah, if you're a woman who needs crazy amounts of stimulation, there's probably something emotional, some yes. trauma, something that's blocking that, in which case I su- suggest you work with Celine, who can help you clear <laughs> that and start to feel stuff again, like you should be feeling stuff.
1: So let's talk about some steps and then we'll talk about the squirting techniques. So number one, you want to have some preparation and things handy. So have a pad ready, have things like around, you know, or maybe even like a a towel to dry things up or washcloth, like something and, and, and enough padding that she can relax. Number two, set the mood. We always talk about the mood, but it's about removing distraction. This is the hardest challenge for most women is how to get out of our head and into our bodies. And if you have all these distractions around and things going on, that makes it that much more difficult. So setting the mood is not even just about candles and music if you want that, but literally removing the distraction and making the environment like warm and comfortable, all of this. Yeah,
0: and you know, the, the preparation, part with the pad is part of that setting the mood because, you know, even you, like, you know, sometimes we'll, we'll make love and we won't have the pad because we weren't expecting to be making love in that moment. Maybe it was spontaneous. Maybe Mm -hmm. we're not, you know, in the usual place, you know, in the bedroom or, or whatever. And sometimes you'll be like, oh, I can really feel like I need to ejaculate, but you won't let yourself because we don't have something to contain all of that. So, A lot of times women will feel that like, yes, they have distractions going on in their head. You want to move those out of the way. But just the simple fact of, oh, my God, can I hold this in and there's nothing and I don't want to have to clean this up or ruin the bed or Mm -hmm. do the laundry or whatever it is, is a huge mental distraction that (laughs) will actually prevent a woman from being able to ejaculate.
1: You are so correct about this, Kevin. That is so true. So yeah, for sure. Be prepared. Step number three, uh, foreplay, you know, we talk a lot about... Foreplay is basically the space in between each time you have sex. It's not just when you close the door and you're about to like, oh, do the deed, you know. So foreplay also in here is the whole preparation that you're not just going to dive in straight to her pussy. You want to awaken her body because the key to female ejaculation is surrendering. Mm is letting go. And if you don't bring her to a state where she can fully relax and let go, she won't get there. And if you pressure her to get there, if she wants to make it happen, all of these things will get in the way and not get her in the mental space and physical space of letting go and surrendering. Step number four, you want to focus on the G-spot. Once you've awakened he her body and massaged her, like whatever the foreplay is, kissing, massaging, touching, enticing, like whatever that is, um, there's the G-spot that probably will need to be stimulated at some point if you want to get some results. And step number five, don't stop. Consistency (laughs) is key. Yeah, it may strain your arms, so be prepared to keep going. Don't stop.
0: You're a man. You can take it. (laughs) (laughs) What about, I wanted to ask you, Celine, from your opinion, because we talk a lot about stimulating the G-spot, and we understand because of its location and its connection to the skein's glands and all that, we understand how that stimulates it. But what about cervical stimulation? What do you think about that and how that affects... Uh, the possibility of female ejaculation?
1: That's a good question. Um, I think we're going to need to do some research there, Kevin. Well, just tell from your
0: personal experience. Do you think you're more likely... Oh, yeah, that kind of research. Sorry, (laughs) I was a little slow.
1: I was totally (laughs) like, do I need to explain this to you, like female language?
0: We need lots of uh, extended (laughs) research. You know, these projects can take years.
1: I was like, he's really not getting it. Oh, well. (laughs) See, even for us, it doesn't always happen. My clues are like, I guess, too hidden there. No, but the thing is, um, I think it's more of a sure thing with the G-spot and the clitoris that you can have that squirting happen. The cervical is such a different type of orgasm that doesn't always explode out it tends to explode or implode to go in so that's how I would see it okay
0: cool I was really just curious about that because I know that you know would at the right time in your cycle when the cervix is positioned properly and the stimulation is right there, it can be highly stimulating. So yes. I was just curious how you thought that might affect.
1: But I think you still stimulate the G-spot on the way to the cervix, which kind of like well, makes yeah, that, you know, course. so <laughs> that, that could be that. So that would be my two cents. But again, as I said, we will need some exploration, Kevin.
0: Yes, yes. We will uh, design a uh, very elaborate study, very <laughs> exhaustive study. <laughs> And uh, get back to you at some point in the future. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about squirting techniques that you can do with your fingers. Uh, we'll focus today on the fingers and because I think get good with your hands first, then you can get with your, uh, with your penis.
0: Just remember the penis is shaped like a finger and yes. only bigger. So anything that you are doing here with your fingers, you could potentially recreate with your penis.
1: That is so true. Number one, it's about pushing the button. So with your finger, you press her G-spot repeatedly, like pressing a button, like doorbell kind of like ringing. So if you're pressing up. Oh. Up and down, yeah. So it's a door, like it's like a do it up and down, pressing this. I like this motion because it, you can get it into a trance a little bit of like, that's, it's like soothing and up. And down
0: and up. Yeah, it kind of creates a little pulsing motion, which is similar to a pulsing motion you would feel during an orgasm that like rhythmic pulsing.
1: And I love that you use the term rhythmic, like rhythm is key when it comes to both clitoral and G spot stimulation. And again, I think slower is better than faster. And I find too that if you start too quickly, it will, um, I will close down in that the body is like, oh, we got to protect ourselves, and it will take some time for her to open up.
0: And you'll probably burn out as the giver, too, if you start too fast. Like, warm up a little bit, you know, do a few stretches, stretch those fingers, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Do some wrist exercises.
1: (laughs) Well, that's good. You're doing some wrist motion here, so that's our, our number two, which is a circular motion. So, what you do is you maintain the pressure with your finger that's on the G spot, and you rub it into a circular motion. Um, you got to find what works for you. Sometimes I kind of do a combination of up and down and circle so you could do like up down up down and circles circles for a while when you get a little tired you go to like up down that's that's a suggestion.
0: Yes. <laughs> that's a good one. Keep going.
1: Technique number 3. That would be the one that everybody thinks about the come hither motion. But let's be very clear. This is not thrusting. This is not an in and out uh, or up and down. It's literally a curl of the the finger. And that kind of like it runs back and forth. Remember how we talked how the G-spot had a head, tail, and uh, and body? So when you do that motion, you're literally kind of like pulling. You might want to talk about that that pulling kind of motion like... Um cuz also you can feel it too with your penis and that might be something you want to add with that Kevin.
0: Yeah, well, you know, the thing is I mean we we say it's come hither, you know, which is like come here, come here, but really it's it's more of like a gentle stroking mm. on the inside. It's just a gentle stroking where you're stroking usually from the back to the front. Yeah. It's a nice little motion.
1: It is. I mean, for me, I feel it very often. I go like, oh, yeah, that I always say like it's pulling on it. Yeah. Like it's like, it's, ooh.
0: it's one of the motions. So, you know, your penis as you're going in, if you're in the right position or if you have a penis that points up just naturally, some people do, some people don't. But as you're, th- as you're thrusting in, um, you're going to be putting pressure at the same time that you're sliding across it and then as you pull out you're doing that same sort of come hither thing right so you're 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 it's almost like a combination of pushing the button at one at one point and also doing the come hither that's one way that you can use your penis
1: all right good tips good tips let's talk about number 4 the shaker or shaking so what you do is that you lock your arm wrist and hands and finger tightly and you keep the pressure on the G-spot, and then you just start moving the entire arm. It's like a sh- it's literally like a shaking, a shimmying... You're
0: turning yourself into a vibrator.
1: You are, you are. Mm-hmm. It's not something that you can sustain for very long. <laughs> it's just not.
0: Well, you know, just work up to it, you know?
1: Yes, yes. But it's definitely a more demanding motion for the giver. For sure. For sure. sure. She will like it, so sprinkle it from time to time in there, Mm -hmm. for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Now... One of the things that works, and I would be like step number five, is to t- start to add extra pressure. So when you think about the G-spot, you always think about it on the inside, but once she starts to get engorged and everything, you can start to feel it and put extra pressure by using a hand on her uh, pubis mons and pushing down while inside you are pressing up. So you're kind of sandwiching the uh, G-spot between the hand that's on top and the hand that's uh, that's inside. And so you're doing that extra pressure. You can communicate with both pressing down, pressing up. Um, and that can work too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> that's kind of fun.
1: Yeah, I like the extra pressure. Now, if she's really full, that might be too much. That might be like, stop putting the pressure because yeah, I'm yeah. going to explode. Yeah. Right?
0: So, you know, proceed with caution.
1: Exactly.
0: Watch for feedback.
1: And... If you've done your prep right, it doesn't matter because you're all good with the the pads that you needed on the bed. That's right. Now, technique number six is to start to add clitoral stimulation and G-spot stimulation. So that will require both of your hands again, and you're going to combine internal and external stimulation. My favorite when I work on someone is to use my thumb. I basically will use my right hand, my right thumb on the clitoris and kind of do circular motion while my left hand, and I will use my middle finger because it's kind of my longer, it works in and I do either the circular motion or the up and down or a combination of the the uh, pulling motion um, and that's how I like to work it with, with both hands and that works well. Also, the reason I'm right dominant and what's interesting is I like to do my left hand inside because then it forces me to do a lighter pressure than what I would do with my right hand and then I can keep my better hand for the clit. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So that's one of those techniques that you will sometimes work with women on when you're helping them resensitize and learn how to feel again and learn how to release trauma. You might combine that first with like a clocking exercise to release trauma and then move it later on into more of a resensitizing type
1: Absolutely. Oh that's things that I will teach couples if they if they work with us or with me where we just teach them how to do that on each mm-hmm. other for sure. yes. And last but not least, step seven, you can also add a sex toy. you know, incorporating a sex toy doesn't mean you're not good enough or that you can't make her squirt yourself. but let's be real. Number one sex toys. They never get tired (laughs) unless the battery runs out. So make sure you charge it up. And number two, they can amp up the sensations.
0: Yeah. And some of them are really designed to specifically hit that G spot with a curve, with a shape on the end of it. Um, We also have, I think we have it in our store, uh, pleasure wands. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and they're made, many of those are made specifically to stimulate that G spot. So um, there's... Like we said in our ad, there's plenty of things in our store that can help you on this journey.
1: (laughs) You know, what I find is interesting is when you start to work on building up the sensations, you might want to increase a little bit of the speed and pressure. But when she gets close, you don't want to go for more. I feel like sometimes even slightly backing down, or at least staying just, where you are, just is keep better. doing
0: what you're doing.
1: Exactly, because the tendency is like, oh, I'm getting so excited because she's right there. So if I push go just faster, a little go harder, harder, and harder, do more. exactly, no. that usually will switch things. You're better off to keep exactly what you're doing and just keep that consistency. I also want to mention that squirting doesn't always mean you're having an orgasm. You can squirt with an orgasm, you can squirt without an orgasm, you can squirt with G-spot stimulation, without G-spot stimulation. It, they come in all size and shapes. And um, I feel like the common, the most common sensations from, you know, having spoken to women who do it from my own experience are, number one, there's a buildup of pressure that happens. So you feel the walls uh, around the bladder building up. That burning sensation where it's a combination of being borderline uncomfortable and pleasurable. And then there's this place of like, I don't know if something's about to happen and there's a a release person explosion that happens. And then there's that place of, okay, if I try to make it happen, it doesn't happen. It's to just surrender and open up to the experience. Yeah,
0: don't, and don't scare people with the... the when you tell them the burning, you're like, the burning, like there's some sort of horrible thing happening. No, that's that's not true. <laughs> no, no, it's true.
1: Like, uh, it's just a, it's, yeah, it's slightly burning sensation where you're like, oh, that's different. Uh, But again, it's the more you relax into it, then it shifts. And once it shifts, then you're like, oh, that feels really good. Now, sometimes there's like a liberation that happens with the ejaculation and there's like screaming and orgasms. And sometimes it's just more like, I don't know, it just does happen and you feel a warm gush and you melt and there's a more of a melting, so it's not so much of a screaming and wildness, but it's more of a melting into it. Um, does it make sense? <laughs> oh,
0: absolutely. Well, because as you're explaining it, I'm, I'm having visions in my head of times when they've been gushing or times when they've been melting. I'm like, mm,
1: yeah. And <laughs> yeah, no, I can see a smile on your face and I'm I'm like, I'm going to check between your leg about what's really going on. Oh, I'm glad there was a little extra room in there because <laughs> it needed it. It's
0: good thing I wore my loose pants today. <laughs> yes, because they're they tight right
1: now. <laughs> if you are just as excited as Kevin is right now, then we did a good job.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Any last uh, words of wisdom on squirting and female ejaculation?
1: No, I think rewind, listen to the steps, make sure you have the preparation, The all the steps ahead is essential, and then just kind of have fun with the process, don't pressure her, like this is really essential, don't make it your goal, if it happens, it happens, uh, but simply just kind of have fun with it, and then give it enough time, honestly, it's way longer than you think, uh, 20, 30, 40 minutes would be a re- like a normal amount of time to give it. And I'm saying these numbers because for most people are like, oh, well, I did 10 minutes, you know, it was plenty, you know. And I'm like, well, tough luck, you, mo- you know, most likely we'd need quite a bit more.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are a few women that can do it within the 10-minute mark or the 5-minute mark even, yeah, but, but it's Yeah, but it's those who've done it
1: before. If oh, you yeah. know how it works, like for me, I wouldn't say I can do it on command, but kind of, you know, and I can access it much faster because um, I have been squirting for... 15, 16 years, right? Uh, but when I didn't know how to do it, it took me some time to figure it out on my own. And then it probably the first time took longer than, than after I understood. Because once you, you feel it, once you connect the dots and you're like, oh, that's how it feels, oh, that's what it's like, then you can go back to it.
0: Yep. All right. Well, we hope you learned something valuable there. And I suggest that you take these techniques and you go practice. (laughs) It's the only way to get good at something is to practice it. All right, everybody, that's all the time we have for this episode, and we will see you next week. We hope you liked this episode of the Love Lab Podcast. If you enjoy this show, subscribe, leave us a review, and share it with your friends.
1: And for more free, exclusive content, join us in the Passion Vault at celineremycom forward slash vault. That's celinerem ycom forward slash vault.
0: Thanks for listening.
1: And remember, you're amazing.